Believe it or not, we haven't peaked yet. And our team just admitted it. So we're playing, we played well this weekend. I think when you get Haley Lee's swing back, you get Sid Sanders going, and you get some of these guys on all cylinders, it's going to be something special to watch. Our pitchers are on point. Our defense is on point. There have been, and it's natural to have a lineup where you have a few that might be struggling a bit. But uh, I feel our five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters this last weekend were really good and very clutch. So now you're talking about Jada Coleman, Tiare Jennings, I guess Sid Sanders. We were scoring runs and finding ways to win without some of our elite, elite athletes. And so that was a good sign for us. Things that I love to hear, things that opponents hate to hear. Patty Gasso saying earlier this week, yeah, we haven't peaked just yet and our team just admitted it. They're 51-1. and They're a few wins away from tying the longest winning streak in Division I softball history. They're the number one overall seed. We've seen a lot of greatness this year, and still the head coach is, yeah, we haven't peaked yet, which might be hard for some to, be- uh, be hard for some to believe, Travis, but I've seen this team peak in the postseason before after being awesome in the regular season. So, yeah, I believe Patty Gasso that we still haven't seen the best with this team. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like peaking with this team is – it's Thanos with all the Infinity Stones, right? Or I guess Iron Man with all the Infinity Stones, depending on which movie you're watching. But it's I, – I, I feel like, you know, you could ask, what does it look like if this specific team – Yeah, I will ask, iteration- what, does that, what does that look like? I'm intrigued to see. Um – Obviously, shutouts. So you have to start with the opponent's score, which will be zero. Um, and then what's the peak for the offense? I don't know, 15, 20 runs a game? I mean, that's that's the crazy part is obviously the competition is going to get ratcheted up, but we've talked about it all year, Tyler, is the strength of this team is their pitching staff. The fact that you can go four deep, really, and be perfectly fine. You're fresh. We already saw it, obviously, with Montana Fouts, you know, dealing with an injury already. You're seeing, you're seeing these teams have to rely on their aces and just hope they catch fire. Hopefully they go Odyssey Alexander on it yep. and, and, just, and just go deep. But this team, for them not to peak, I, what, what do you think peaking looks like for them? I, well, I mean, in the circle, I don't know what else you could do. I mean, your, your team ERA was a sub one basically all year long. It probably looks like what it did in a regional last year when you beat Texas A&M, what, 20 to nothing in that game? Yep. Or was it 20 to 1 and Haley Lee had like the only run of the game and she hit like a solo home run, something like and we that? We said, we'll take that. Maybe that's what it looks like. But no, they, they have a history of um, playing good softball in the regular season, but playing even better softball in the postseason. So, man, I, I am uh, I'm ready. We, we are less than one hour away from first pitch at Marita Hines Field between OU and Hofstra. And I haven't seen any update as to any, you know, pushing the game back or any, obviously not going to be canceled. I haven't seen anything about the game being pushed back yet. I don't know if that thought is still out there that that's going to happen, but we're less than an hour away and I haven't seen any update on that. I feel like you'd see at least some, a little bit of scuttlebutt by now. Um, But, hey, I I went for, for, the, the timing windows are always weird in softball, right? Because especially dealing with OU, it's like run rules, you know, the TV windows get screwed up. But as far as I know, Tyler, I haven't seen 
anything to make me believe it won't start on time. Let's hope it does start on time. And here's the great thing about being three, possibly even four. I'm about to start saying four deep in the circle because of you, what Kirsten Deal has done late to. in the year. Okay, okay, let's four deep, all right? Four deep. Let's let's start it right now. If there is a rain delay, like if they start in the second inning and they have to sit through an hour and a half, two-hour rain delay, it's a little bit different than baseball. Like, you can actually right. bring your pitcher back, but right. – even if it's like worst case scenario weather wise this weekend, well, OU's in the best shape. Doesn't and it's matter. Not even it's yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's not that big of a deal for OU. It's it's fine. Like Jordy could start tonight and then come in tomorrow in the game against Cal and Missouri and close the seventh inning like Mariana Rivera, you know, running out to the old Yankee Stadium or something like that. Seriously. Well, and and that's what we've dealt with all year, right? It's. It's, oh, man, we just had to battle through Nicole May, you know. And, you know, we, we, may, we maybe got a couple hits off her. We were starting to figure out a little bit. Oh, thank God she's coming out. Who's that coming in? Jordy Ball. Great. That's who they're bringing in relief is maybe the best pitcher in the country. Awesome. Isn't Can't that wait. what happened uh, in the Texas game yeah. last Saturday? Yeah, Jordy came in because yeah. they put her in as a base runner. And then they're like, Jeez. Yeah, she'll, uh, she'll run the bases. She she'll, can do uh, it all, by the way. Dude, she may she... be your best pitcher and your best base runner that you have. It's crazy. Well, and to your point, and, and I want to bring it up, I know we're talking pitching. When it comes to weather delays, right, you talk about, hey, look, you can you can be more flexible with, with your pitching staff. But she's got three or four lineup cards that she uses, and she can change her lineup. Say you go with a different pitcher, and, and it, you know that, that pitcher throws a little bit different stuff, she can then tailor her lineup a little bit and say, okay, cool, well, I'll make some changes because I'm so deep on my bench, too, that, oh, I'll just put in uh, some of these, uh, you know, some of the best Sophia players Sophia Nugent probably has two or, you know, two of the hardest hit balls all year long, and she's not even an every game starter for this team. Well, and Comes off the bench and just rockets whatever the scoreboard. And Sophia Nugent... I believe uh, it was it was late in the Big 12 championship game, but she had an at-bat that was like 15 pitches or something, like something absurd, and stayed alive, ended up getting on base, and then the home run came Burrito, next. Burrito, I think Burrito yeah, hit Burrito a home, hit run home run after that, next. right? And yeah. that's what's so cool is like Sophia Nugent was not was not backing down and, and ended up fighting, 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 and finally extending that inning, and then Burrito comes in and pays it off. I mean, that kind of stuff is just – Ooh, it, it's team scary, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think everyone we've run out of ways to talk about it. Really. Yeah, I mean, you, n- now we have Jordy's base running to talk about, which is nice. <laughs> I needed something new this yeah. late in the Thanks, year, Patty. so Appreciate let, it, let's Patty. brag on uh, Jordy Ball being the best <laughs> base runner that they have. Look, man, I I think it's pretty obvious that we both feel pretty good, really good, uh, going into this thing. Hofstra, Mizzou, and Cal. I mean, these are three teams that are. Not as talented. They don't have the uh, the goat in their dugout. Like it, it, they are fit to be hosted by the one seed. Yeah, yeah. That's basically. the thing, and that's the value of being the one seed. You're supposed to get really just easier matchups. It is what it is. We can talk about the seeding with Alabama and whether it, you know, you know how that works out. Should you take into account the injuries? Shouldn't you? This, that, and the other. But if you're the one seed, this is what you get. You get to play Hofstra. You get to play Mizzou. Like. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it is going to be fun to watch, and hopefully uh, it happens at 4 p.m. today on ESPNU. ESPNU. But if you're going to go watch the softball game, 
maybe just kind of hang out with us via the ref yeah. app at the same time. And yeah. let, don't just totally turn us off, okay? Go watch the OU softball game, sure. But uh, check in with us. We'll be talking about the game and a lot of college football as the show rolls on. I, I just want to make sure before we move on, okay? And this is to you. This is to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. The ultimate goal is is to not just win this weekend, it's to win the national championship. I think that there is a, when we talk about what are the expectations of OU football, the line is, you know, maybe a little bit blurry as to what some think compared to others on what success looks like this year. The line's not blurry at all for this OU softball team. It's pretty simple. Go win the national championship. That's it. Whether that's fair or that's not, like that's, that's the reality of the situation. So I'll just ask you with that being the expectation are there any potential worries that we have about this team day one of the regional? Is there any concern whatsoever about this team after a, what, 51-1 and regular season? Or are you content on every aspect of the game? I, I just don't know what aspect you could want more out of. When you, when you think of the three, kind of the, the three categories that you want to be elite in, uh, you know, defense, obviously, number one in the country, right? Pitching staff, we just went on and on about that. We have the best pitching staff in the country, best ERA. And batting average, can you hit? We're not hitting – we're not so reliant on the deep ball this year. We can hit them. We hit for power. But, I mean, the best batting average in there. So, if you've got the best batting average, the best defensive fielding percentage, and the best ERA, I, I, don't, I don't know. You would have to get into some really, really complicated conversations to try and find a weakness on paper. They don't go from first to third well enough when the balls and I mean, right. I, I, which I think that they probably do right. honestly. The but braids maybe aren't you know as as it, it symmetrical be, on their it head. It would be you know. something that normally doesn't make or break a national championship no. run. Is, is what I'm. It's, it's kind Absol- of what we're getting at. <laughs> Absolutely here. not. Like they don't have enough triples. They only have a ton of doubles or something like that. Like something weird. Uh, any team can inexplicably come out flat. I mean, that is true, but that I mean, that's kind of the thing is they're flat still. Like, OU can come out flat, and I think that we've maybe even seen it before, but kind of with their mentality and who they have as the head coach, that seemingly gets fixed after a few innings. I, I think maybe, like, I think you give credit to Oklahoma State here, but the Saturday game against OSU a couple of weekends ago, I don't know if you want to call that flat or OSU just playing well, but they weren't playing their best softball. But then what happens? They get to the seventh inning, it's do or die time, and they figure out a way to win that game. So it is true, but OU just seemingly always finds a way. Yeah, you can come out flat, but uh, I'll, I'll, two things, right, Tyler? One, you've got to count on beating this team in a series. And, you know, you might get them – you might – you know, get them flat one time, but you're not going to get them three times. The other thing I'm going to say is this team, the entire year, I mean, day one, what did they want? They wanted a national championship. They wanted a national championship. It is much more likely to end up coming out flat, you know, a month ago. Yeah. You know, because it's like, uh, I mean, you know, we've got maybe a win streak or we've got maybe this. We're still number one in the country. We're about to win the Big 12, this, that, and the other. Like, once you're in the postseason, when it matters – I don't, I don't think Patty will allow them to come out flat because this is what we've been working towards. It's, it's actually time to, time to play it's the most now. exciting time of the year. Yes, for sure. absolutely. If you, if you can't get up for these games, if you're OU, then you don't have a pulse. In front of a sold out, they're gonna, they're gonna play in front of a sold out crowd in every single. Which, I mean, they basically have all year long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a new streak, but exactly from here on out, for sure, it's gonna be a sold out crowd. Uh, I like this point from the five eight zero. At this point, I don't see them 
dropping two games. Even if flat, they have to lose twice. Can't see it. And, and that's that's the point that I've been making is from here on out, man, this is not the NCAA basketball tournament. They're going to have to lose twice in a single weekend, twice in a three-game series, and twice even in a week's time. Just doesn't seem all that realistic for this team right now, based on what we've seen. Right. I mean, they, they lost one to Baylor in the non-conference, and then – they get them, and they don't allow a single run over an entire weekend once they get locked in. Like, again, once this like once this team gets locked in, golly, and you've got their full attention. And, Tyler, what do you think? I, I would argue that it's very tough for to motivate people like this, right, to motivate people that just all they do is win, right? I mean, with Patty, not, them not having a player of the year – top three candidate oh, yeah. is absurd. But I bet Patty's sitting back going, all hmm. right, let's show him. That's One interesting, goal. guys. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. No, no, we, don't have a, we, don't have a, we don't have a top three player in here, which you're right. It's, it's There's a bunch of bums in here. It's crazy for me to watch this team all year long. 52 games we've seen this team play this year. And to not think that there's a top three player on that roster. It's just is, not true. Yeah. Like, it's just not. It's, well, it, it mean, nothing. It's not all equal. Like, Clemson right. didn't play the same schedule as OU. UCLA didn't play the same schedule as OU. Like, yeah, their numbers are great. I'm not going to knock any of those three players that made the top right. three players. Because those are, those are great players. You might see one in the Super Regional next weekend. But, come on. Uh, there, there's at least one top three player in the game on OU's well, roster. It's just, you know, the value argument is what a lot of people use, Tyler, is, well, if, you know, if Oklahoma doesn't have – uh, Jada Coleman, say this year, are they are they any good? Well, yeah, they're they're still really good. You know, they still have all the other best players in the country. It feels like, and I and it's unfortunate that I think that's being held against them. Is I think it's a value conversation as opposed to you know an actual talent because Jada Coleman, for my money, I mean that's a top three player in the country for me. When you when you evaluate the defense <laughs> and the overall athleticism, I, mean, it's I don't think that she's been caught stealing all year long. Yeah, man. I just yeah. yeah, but hey, like but like I said, it's really hard to motivate people that are on that are about to win fifty straight games. You know what I mean? So it's like with that, I think Patty's probably sitting there going, "Hey, at least we can take <laughs> something from this." Did you see JT Gasso's dad tweet earlier today? Dad joke tweet. He said, "Officially naming the Norman oh, Regional yeah. the Oz Regional: Lions, Tigers, and Bears." Oh my! Oh you <laughs> oh, my! Oh you my! Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> I, I, it's it's. I was surprised that I that when it got announced. Because, you know, people on the internet, I mean, it's like the text line. They're just, they're quick, right? They're clever. And I was like, for him to do that, I, I'm, I'm sure he sent that with the biggest smile. Oh, sure. Oh, man. Yeah. We, we, we need to start doing a, uh, whether it's on this show or like the, the entire station or all the shows, like a Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text of the week. Oh, yeah. And if we were to start that this week, we've got some good texts so far this week. <laughs> but the one that I loved the most was on all of uh, OU's three finalists getting snubbed for player of the year. They didn't have a top three finalist. Someone was saying that uh, Jocelyn Allo needs to pull a Torrance Marshall and show up at the uh, handshake at one of these games. You stole my girl's trophy. We're here to get it back, That'd especially if, if they play Clemson next weekend. Oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, it would be amazing. I mean, yeah, it's. I, I think that's a great idea. I think, I think almost, uh, you know, because I'll be doing Fridays this summer, Almost just like, hey, end of the week, top five, yeah. you know. Cause, oh, yeah. Because my favorite, it's kind of like our version of the, you know, Sports Center top ten, right? Like, I've always thought that if ESPN really wanted to make more money, they could just sell, like, 
you know, a, a package where you, you have the history of the top tens, the daily top tens for the last like 10 years, 20 years, I'd sit there and watch that all day. Be, yeah, just run run the uh, run the text of the day. Yeah, I would Funny. when I when I was bartending and we'd have ESPN on. I'd be bartending and the top ten would come on and I would tell everybody to shut up. Be like, hey guys, top ten, top ten, and everybody's like, oh thanks. Yeah, it. and it would get to three and you're like, whoa, that right. was an amazing play. I, I can't wait to see what one and two are. And right. then it was, oh, number three was the best one of like, all. Yeah, Why yeah. did they what's put going, that yeah, one What's going three? on here? Come on. What? But it was funny because usually when you tell everybody to shut up in a bar and you say something, it's like, oh, you know, whatever. We're having a good time. The Sports Center top ten, everybody was like, hey, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. Probably saw some uh, OU softball plays on there from oh, time yeah. to time, oh, I would yeah. imagine. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. BFC, Bob from Cement, even endorsing uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. He says, I want to know, I want everyone to know, Jeff Lister, GM of Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. I've known him for many years and has been a friend for 25 years. I've been a customer and highly endorse them. I don't endorse many. Unless they're hot chicks, go see them. Tell him Bob from Cement sent you. Great people, and there's no better dude or OU fan than Jeff. So there you go. If you value BFC, then you got to value Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. All right, Ricky Williams, Texas running back, was asked uh, how confident he is of Texas going to the SEC, how good they're going to be this year. Those are kind of some interesting comments from uh, Ricky Williams. We'll share those next, and we'll get some OU football as well. Keep it locked on the ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. It is the rush on the ref on this Friday. If there is uh, anything weather-related with OU softball, we'll uh, we'll let you know. We'll be sure to uh, let you know. If that happens, but as of right now, it looks like still set for a 4 p.m. first pitch between OU and Hofstra. Hopefully that happens on this uh, Friday afternoon. ESPNU, the uh, channel you need to be searching for, by the way. I, I, al- I always feel that, and and it was tough because the, I get it, the uh, Bedlam series was on ESPN+. Plus, and that's what, if you ever need a reminder of why we're going to the SEC, try and watch the best team in the country play. <laughs> Uh, I'd say that you have to scroll out, like also live. It's like boop, boop, Dude, boop, I, I, boop, boop, boop. Just put the number one team at the front of the list, please. I play. I planned my my Sunday around one day. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go down. Like, I'm gonna. I'm get, there's a spot in downtown Tulsa. I get to. I'm gonna watch the game. It's gonna be a blast. I get there and they're like, oh, we don't get ESPN Plus. They were like, we've got softball on right here. It was like Kentucky and Florida. I was yeah, like, no thanks. Of course you have SEC teams <laughs> on. This is ridiculous. I can't wait to be in this conference. Uh, all right, tell me what you think about this. Now, we don't have audio of it, so you know how that is. When it's just transcribed, I think the, the comments. The, the audio just had a lot of lighter sparks in it, I think. Ooh, a Ricky like a, Williams weed joke like a, in the first hour today. Like a, like a Lil Wayne mixtape. All right. <laughs> you had that on their bingo card. So Ricky was just asked uh, about a lot of things Texas related, you know, whatever. Okay, so here's one question. Hey, Ricky, what do you think about this 2023 Texas team? Is this the year it swings upwards? Ricky says, quote, I think it has to be. For Texas fans, we've been waiting, waiting, and waiting. Sark has had enough time to get comfortable and find his players. I think this is the year. We keep saying that, but I really like Sark and the way players really respond to him. He's great with quarterbacks, and he's got a couple of good ones right now. I think the confidence Texas built in the Bama game is real. 
I think they can take that and turn it into something special, in quotes. So the confidence they built, Travis, in the Bama game, which they lost, but apparently it is real, and a reason why Ricky Williams says that Texas is for real this year. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how much uh, Ricky Williams knows about the current state of Texas athletics, um, but obviously it's a question you got to ask him. But I just – we need to see it to believe it. We've been hearing this, Tyler, for over a decade, and I don't care who says it. I mean, Ricky Williams – you could have Vince Young say it. You could have, I mean, I, I don't know. The Pope could say it. It doesn't matter. The Pope would probably think Notre Dame was actually uh, <laughs> yeah, in a that's true. But that's the thing. You like, see the way they're recruiting guys? No, I mean, come on. They're in the top five right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I don't know if there is a person on this earth whose opinion I would believe that Texas is back before I see it. I, I, I'm just that's where I'm at like that's where that's where I've been well you've heard everyone to. say it by now so right. that's a, that's a reason why you've heard right. everyone say that Texas is back but you haven't seen it for yourself just yet hasn't happened yet do they they, they still have all those boosters that are picking who plays uh, quarterback and who what coaches coach uh, as of last year yes okay well then I will uh, I will they have not been replaced like the USC athletic director which we'll talk about here in right a few minutes. Let, me, let, let me let me just read this uh okay. the second comment from from Ricky how do you think Texas will fare in the SEC in 2024? All right, a, a question that you know that you're going to ask. Here's how Ricky responded: "Quote, I'm not sure, but I'm excited to have the Aggies back on the schedule." In quotes. Now, in the pursuit of trying not to look too deep into things, I I mean that really that's all you say, Ricky. Hey, how do you think Texas is going to do in the SEC? I don't know, but playing A&M again is going to be pretty cool. I just like is that, is that just, revealing or like what, what what is that? I just I just like that he has this long detailed answer about Sark and about the direction exactly. of the, and about how they respond to him and how they're back and the confidence and everything like that and they're like oh well like if you have that answer then if the next question which it is on the script the next question is well how do you think Texas will fare then if you just base it off the if you just fed that into Chat GPT and said these are the facts now answer this question. They would say, well, they're going to do very well. He hits it with you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'm glad we're playing A&M again. Yep. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> like That doesn't sound good for A&M either. Like, I, I know that he means he's happy to have the rivalry right. back. I'm not sure about the tough SEC, but hey, at least we get to play Texas A&M. You know? <laughs> at least we get another win on the schedule. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, hey, maybe I'm looking too deep into that. I'm trying not to, but... Hey. Had that long, detailed answer about this year, then asked about the SEC. It He's was, got high uh, hopes for this year. There's no doubt. Hmm. Mac Brown said, "Let me answer that." Yes, <laughs> Ricky Williams versus Gunny in a smoke off. Oh my God, who texted that in? <laughs> Gunny probably best, texted it. That's in. <laughs> the best idea I've ever heard. Oh my gosh, we uh, we got we got a yeah. We're back in Gunny in that. I need to. Find oh, a, Gunny, for I need sure. to find a sports book but that'll th- take that. That is a heavyweight fight right there. That is definitely the title. I mean, that's that's what you wait for. That's the one that's coming on at midnight on pay per view. <laughs> that is a pay. You're gonna have to pay for that one. That's Absolutely. not ESPN Plus. That is a pay per view event. Right well, there. I don't. I don't think we can get that one on KRFSports.TV. <laughs> but you know, uh, four hundred five. What do you guys think Ricky feels worse about choosing Texas for a college or the career he destroyed in the NFL? Well. I feel bad for him about the way the NFL thing went about because they just wore him out in Miami. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. It would probably he be, actually had a pretty good career at Texas. He had a great career at Texas. Yeah, I, I think you know you heard record breaking career. You heard at the Texas. story that Mac tried to bring him back on to coach running backs, 
and uh, he went to co-coach at the Incarnate Word instead because I think uh, because of the I think the the marijuana stuff. But it is tough. He was he had a great career in Texas. Uh, I was glad to see him leave. Um, but yeah, the NFL felt like they did him dirty. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's a heavy weed fight, says Sooner Gundy. <laughs> yes. Six eight two. Did you see that Mike Bone of USC has resigned? That's how you say his last name, right? That's what I'm going to go Bone with. Bone would be a very uh, unfortunate way to mispronounce that last name spell, B-O-H-N. But I feel like it's that's what be. it is. I feel like that's I what don't it think is. anybody listening would, like, it's B-O-H-N. <laughs> I don't think anybody would think that we're trying to make a joke out of that. Like, that's just, it's the word. It's the word. So, yes, he is out at AD, uh, you know. So it'll be interesting because the new AD will have to find Lincoln Riley's replacement when he follows Caleb Williams to the NFL. So it's going to be a lot of lot of new faces at USC next year. Clark Stroud for uh, AD at USC. Yes, Mulesu has his way, right? Absolutely. Hey, he's like, I already got a guy. Don't worry. Maybe Cliff got there and it's like, actually, guys, uh, I'd like to move into <laughs> yeah. administration. How about you just make me as the AD? Hey, th- there's not a guy that falls up better than that guy. I mean, losing record at Texas Tech gets him the initially the job at USC that he never even basically shows up for. Goes and gets a head coaching job, and then uh, after a while, he's like, oh, I'm going to be in Thailand for a while. Bought a one-way ticket. No big deal. It, it is. It's, it's interesting, because like, those are a job. Those are normally jobs that you don't see people just resign from, you know? Like, athletic director at a place like USC, especially now that they're going into the Big Ten. It's going to be said, a new chapter effective of SEC. immediately. It was like, yeah. I mean, that, it, yeah. I mean, it, it, in the statement, it says... He resigned, correct? Uh, Mike Bone has resigned from his position as USC's athletic director, effective immediately. You don't, you don't see that a lot, um, especially at a, you know, a, a school the tier of USC. So I don't really know what to make of that, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I'm- I don't, I, I, how, I don't think you've lost your head coach to those guys recently. I don't think OU is going to lose its AD to those guys next. I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think Josie has seen how that was handled and uh, the backlash from that. I don't, I don't think he's going to put himself in that situation. Yeah, but that that is interesting. I mean, because in his statement, in Bone's statement, he said that, you know, he was proud that he led them out of the most tumultuous time in USC's athletic department history, this, that, and the other. I'm like, I mean, okay. And, and so now you're just leaving? Yeah, just leaving, just leaving going, out of buddy? nowhere. Final year in the Pac-12, and then Big Ten coming up. Yep, see you guys. I'm out. I've done right. my job here. I mean, the okay. That, when that Big Ten, I mean, that's the that's your crowning achievement. So, man, I don't know. Weird stuff going out there out in California. Nine one eight. Hey, Travis, did the Danny Okoye visit end up happening? Yes. So I first reported on Monday that he would be um, in town visiting, um, and then. You know, there was a, you know, I got word this morning that the situation had changed a little bit meeting-wise, timing-wise, because of a family emergency among the coaching staff. Anyways, long story short, he is here. He did take his visit photos. He met with Chavis, met with Bates, um, and actually will be meeting with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson uh, in the next hour. Yeah, that'll be fun. Danny Okoye will be coming by the station, hopping on with us, talking a little bit about you know, the visit and, uh, you know, where, where kind of Oklahoma stands. So make sure to stay tuned in. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to talk to uh, Danny Okoye for sure. See how the visit went and uh, feels like the vibes are as good as they've been throughout the entire uh, recruitment process of uh, Danny Okoye. And I say that 
that at times there wasn't really a recruitment process of uh, OU and Danny Akoya. Not saying that OU didn't try to to recruit him. It was just um, doesn't sound like there was a whole lot of communication there for a while. But could OU get back in on this thing? We'll see how their day goes, potentially. Yeah, I think just kind of a shift in priorities a little bit. Like, I think, um, you know, we'll obviously talk to him about it, but I think his mom, who I think is pretty heavy OSU, kind of took a step back a little bit and realized, hey, you know, this is your recruitment. Um, you know, those around him, kind of some trainers and whatnot, those around him said, look, if you want to go to the NFL, you got to go to the schools that are putting defensive linemen in the NFL. And uh, if you look at the coaching staff at Oklahoma, they're right down the street, and they put a lot of dudes in the NFL at Clemson. So, you know, we might need to go and uh, chat with them a little bit. So. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of text to get to, a lot of OU softball to get to, and a lot of college football to get to. 99 days away until the start of college football season. Not the start of University of Oklahoma football, Travis, but the start of college football in Week 0 coming up uh, in just 99 days. Oh, I cannot double wait. Double digits. Let's go. More to come next. Keep it locked on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. 100-955-4572. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. <coughs> when I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. The rush on the ref. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wing studio. Looks like we're going to play softball in about 20 minutes. They're out there on the field warming up, getting ready. Fans are in the stands, so uh, we'll see if uh, weather's going to hold off for the 4 p.m. start between OU and Hofstra, 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Real quick, uh, USC Athletic Director Mike Bone steps down. He says in the uh, tail end of the statement, it's important now that I focus on being present with my treasured family addressing ongoing health challenges and reflecting on how I can be impactful in the future. So he mentions ongoing health challenges as a reason why he's stepping down. Is he related to Urban? Um, maybe. Probably a little he just headache. copy and paste it. I don't a little know. headache here and there, you know, pops up at another job. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Well, hopefully those aren't uh, those ongoing health issues aren't uh, aren't too serious. So I got to host uh, trivia last night. Sooner Suds and Grub. For the Norman Chamber of Commerce, yeah. and uh, Gavin Freeman and Trace Ford were both out there. Nice. So I got to do a little, uh, you know, stand-up interview with both, and I asked Trace. Trace had some uh, comments about his previous place. He's <laughs> not. He, he like even Dude. on social media, he is Ooh. not shy. Did you see? So, and I, sorry to interrupt, but when Trace Ford obviously left, the the OK State problems or whatever. Oh yeah. They keep calling him a snake, right? Yep. So. 
It was like, oh, I, I ran into Trace Ford at the golf course, and it was a picture of a snake. I saw that today. He quote, tw- well, he quote tweeted it another time and said, Mamba mentality. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I like this guy. He, um, he already had some fans in that room, but he made a lot of fans. Mm. Everyone left that trivia night last night saying, I like me some Trace Ford, because he said some things up there that were – you had to leave as an OU fan saying, okay, yeah, I really like that kid. He right. knew, um, his, knew his audience. He, it sounds like McGill Chavis was, I don't know if it was the reason, but it was a pretty big reason why he, why he chose OU. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe one of his parents didn't necessarily love the idea of OU because of the tie to, to Oklahoma State there, but he thought that OU was what was best for him. Um, Chavis, he made all, a lot of promises throughout the process and according to trace ford he's like he's lived up to every single one uh thus far up to this point calls me essentially every single day just kind of loves what he's about but i asked him about bothroyd mm-hmm. and he's like dude he's gonna have like eight or nine sacks this year he's predicting a big year for uh rondell bothroyd this season yeah i think most people are kind of and and if trace is healthy the entire year he's squarely in this conversation obviously but i think most people are thinking bothroyd or or mason thomas are going to lead the team in sacks yeah I think those are pretty much the leaders in the clubhouse when you just look at what the the general opinions are. But yeah, Trace Ford, he was you, he was awesome, man. He what, was so good. What was uh, what was what was the the quote that got everybody fired up the most in that room from Trace? The very first one, I, I because I know that he's been asked about. Hey, you're going from Oklahoma State to OU, so I almost phrased it as like, "Are you tired of answering this?" and I mean, he uh, threw some shade at his position coach yeah? <laughs> at the previous oh, play man. as to why uh, he left. But, no, he he, um, he gave a lot of really cool answers as to why he's enjoyed OU. He's confident the defense is going to be a lot better this year. He and Gavin Freeman said some very nice things, uh, sp- spoke highly of Dylan Gabriel, but they also spoke highly of the backup quarterback I'm as well, sure Jackson Arnold. They, did. they spoke very highly of Jackson Arnold. So, with Gavin – did anybody ask him about everybody calling him Stu? No, I didn't. A- I didn't ask him that. I-, I went more of the angle of, dude, that you were committed to Air Force, you had a scholarship offer to Texas Tech, you were a three-star coming out of Heritage Hall, you decommit from Tech where you have an offer, and you bet on yourself and your preferred walk-on at Oklahoma, and just kind of going through that story about how. Oh, my God, it was a dream come true. What he thought in the moment, it's his first game at OU, in his first, you know, first game ever, and they're calling an end around for him. Like, dude, what did you think about in that moment? He's like, oh, oh, my God, they're going to give me the ball. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I can't imagine all the things that are going through your head. And especially, you know, you break a tackle. Okay, I'm still on my feet. Keep getting, you got, you know, Braden Wills out there just smoking dudes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that has to be, you know – you know, everybody talks about like you know, you want to hit the home runs, you want to hit this, that, and the other. Like, dude, getting getting to make that dramatic of a play and score like that's you it's storybook, man. You can't draw it up as a true freshman walk on, you, and you're an OU legacy, and your dad played there. Like, I look, man, I get it. There were there weren't a whole lot of great moments last year, okay. Right. Especially in the final nine games of the season, it was what they were three and six. You're you're really not going to look back on last year and do a whole lot of smiling, but that moment is buried in a disappointing season. I mean, if you really kind of think about that story, it's it's incredible, man. You couldn't if you put that in a movie, like they would 
they would say, like, it would be Fast and Furious levels of ridiculous. Like, this is just too unbelievable for even, if you're going to make a sports movie, come on, at least yeah. at least say he's a scholarship so, guy. So I asked you know him I mean? about that play, and then I was just going to do a follow-up, like, hey, yeah, Braden Willis helped you out on that one. I didn't even get through Braden Willis's name, and dude grabbed the mic from me back, and he was like, yeah, man, shout out to B-Will. Like, he made that all happen on that play. So <laughs> he was, He man. knows, man. He, he knows who helped uh, make that play for hey, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Got a block. So Emmett Jones recruited Gavin to Tech. Cool says a texture of the 918. Well, Gavin, he said like the draw to OU was, you know, the reason why he committed to right. decommitted to from Tech, but he said that maybe it felt OU valued him a little bit more than Texas Tech did at the time. So, I I I didn't come away from that thinking that, you know, Emmett jo- Emmett Jones, oh my god, he's the one that he was the big reason there, you know. Right. And and again, to play for your local team in a storied program and if you're willing to walk on yeah the coaching staff will certainly make you feel wanted and they're like oh hey you're gonna walk on here and you're not gonna take a scholarship opportunity at another big 12 school yeah we'll make you feel as want we want you badly uh trace ford likes him some uh, josiah wagner as well oh that's, pitbull that's maybe, been a popular opinion. maybe as your starting corner that's been a popular opinion very uh, impressed with uh Atabare, Bowen, and Josiah Wagner. Like I'm impressed with all three of those, but he he likes some some uh, Josiah Wagner for sure. That's what I ran into uh, Robert Spears Jennings at the uh, track meet last week, the Big Twelve uh, tournament, uh, Big Twelve championships, and he just brought up Josiah Wagner just out of the blue and was like, but he said he said man, it's Pitbull, it's Pitbull. I was like, God, that's what everybody keeps saying. I was like, is this a script? Like, does he have it taped on his helmet or something like that? Because that's what everybody says. He didn't says. say Wagner, like the NFL, like, like training camps. They had like their <laughs> the last names, there, you know? Yeah, yeah it just says Pitbull. Across. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's like you guys all have this script. Like, we get it. Yeah. He's a Pitbull. No, but he had big things to say. It, it was Appreciate Crimson and Cream NIL for, for bringing both uh, Trace Ford and yeah. Gavin Freeman. Really good kids, man. They yeah. conducted themselves well. They're they're really good kids. That was, it was hey. They was have fun. a type here. This coaching staff has a type. Yeah. Seven one two on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Think about it, guys. Muleshoe, Clark Stroud, and Cliff Kingsbury all in one staff. Clown, clown, and clown. In my opinion, USC will turn into a clown show in Clown Town. <laughs> that is. Uh... That that is a lot. the word clown I've never seen used so much in yeah, one text. Jim, that was impressive. Nice job. There are more clowns in there than there are in one of those little cars they all get out of. Yeah, maybe their cleats will have uh, cl- uh, clown shoes or something like that this year. <laughs> be... Their their uniform colors. Tattoo Baker, of, get on it. If, if they had school colored uh, cleats, they kind of look like clown shoes a little bit, right? Tattoo Baker, I need you on it. Clown shoe, USC clown shoes. So we're still waiting on. Uh, okay, here we go. The the latest tweet from OU softball says, run it, 15 minutes ago, and they're warming up out there. So I think we're playing softball in about 10 minutes. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen here on ESPNU. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the case. Don't show any Seattle Seahawks fans that uh, tweet. Mm. Run it. Yeah, we should have. I know. 405-651-3439. Just hand it off to beast mode. It's pretty simple, man. Yeah. You don't have to throw the slant route from the one. All right, we'll close up hour number one. Coming up next, keep it on the road. The plan. My sister and I were there for mom and each other. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Check him out, CavensGroup.com, especially if you have a, an emergency repair, any storm damage. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048 or CavensGroup.com. Also, uh, do want to bring attention to this because 12 years ago today, it was a very, very sad day around here when Austin Box suddenly passed away. So I, uh, I I would urge people to check out the Austin Box 12 Foundation and uh, maybe leave a donation if, uh, if you're in a position to do so. But 12 years ago today was a very, very tough time around Norman as uh, Austin Box passed away after a or really right in the middle of an awesome OU career. So prayers up uh, still today for the uh, Box family. I guess the Big 12 could be potentially interested in adding UConn. Are you reading this? There's some potential interest there. Yeah, huh. I mean. UConn is on the Big 12's radar, allegedly. It, it, it feels like they're just going to build out basketball is what it really feels like to me. Is like, I mean, there were talks, there were talks about maybe Gonzaga being part of the conference, and they don't even have a football team. That's died down a little bit, hasn't it? Well, it, yes, it had died down, but there were, like, any y- conversation yeah. at all that even starts with sure. Gonzaga, and now UConn, it's like, okay, your mark is leaning heavily into this basketball. Obviously, by adding Houston, you know, you're getting one of the already good national programs, great national programs, and you've already got the best conference in basketball so I mean I guess if you're going to lean into it go for it but oh yikes I mean it just feels weird yeah UConn of all places of all yeah I don't know I, I mean how far you would think oh okay that gives someone for that gives West Virginia at least a team in the region but how far is Morgantown from Stores Connecticut that's still a little bit of a well, hike yeah. up north to get there <laughs> exactly they're not neighbors it's not like bringing in Pitt or someone right. like that for, uh, UCon- for West Virginia. But UConn, it, it just has to be a basketball decision. Like, it, your mark specifically is going after not basketball Not great at football. Schools. I know what, Jim Mora's out there, I guess, and he's revived them a little bit, but UConn's not really yeah. ever going to be anything serious in football. Correct. Sooner Soldier, hey, Travis, I read an article saying USC will be in the playoffs this year. Your thoughts? Uh, why is the onion – uh, writing about college football now. Hmm. Interesting. That seems weird. I mean, usually, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, may- maybe they are just because the Pac-12 is so bad. But here's the thing, Tyler. We've talked about it. the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 are really good, and you know what USC doesn't handle real well? Good quarterbacks. So uh, unless unless you know Jim Leonard got a job there and Alex Grinch doesn't work there anymore, which I feel like I would have known that by now. No, I, I don't think they're a playoff team. Much more, di- uh, much, di- much tougher schedule this year for USC than it was last year. Yeah, they actually have to play Oregon this year. They're well. actually going to play Oregon this year, and I think Notre Dame's going to be better than what they were last they year. At least be. I think they're going to be, um, especially when they play them towards you know towards the end of the year as well. They better be, or else Marcus Freeman after yeah. losing a bunch of recruits and this that and the other. I mean, it like. They they better be better. But you looked at USC schedule last year and you said, "Geez, I mean, there's just not there's not much there outside of going to Utah. Their last six games this year are pretty tough. They actually like really in tough. A, yeah, because they have an early bye, mm-hmm. right? They have an early bye, and then it is, I mean, it is the Pac-12's version of Murderer's Row. After that, yeah. Uh, what happened at Eldale Mitchell Park last night? Oh, what happened there? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. We may have children listening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was. Oh, God, it was bad. And and, and the, what frustrates me, Tyler, is, you know, I was 
obviously there. It was we left we left the bases full two out of the first three innings. We gave up seven runs on three hits. We hit five batters. We had a packed stadium and we wasted it. I just. I just feel bad for the fans. Need a uh, bounce-back win tonight to even up the series. That's for sure. All right, hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.